Hi, this is Lori Denning, and this is my podcast, The 20 Minute Scriptorian, where we follow the Come Follow Me curriculum. I am a member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter day Saints, and while this is an official, I am a believer in the gospel of Jesus Christ. A little bit scholarly, a little bit inspirational, this podcast will attempt to help us become better disciples of Christ. Join me, Scriptorians. Hey everybody, welcome back. This is Lori and we are headed into Alma 26 through about 29 and we're going to talk about the Song of Redeeming Love. Hey, so as you all know, I've headed back to school and I am in the middle of my master's program as well as my regular job and so I um, have, have to be traveling actually right now so I apologize for the lateness of the post. Anyway, uh, we are talking right now, we're in some amazing things that are going on, and I know you guys have done your study, and you've read these stories, and man, there are, this is just, there's so much to talk about, right? So I know you're going to say, what What are we going to talk about? And there's these sections about great conversions, and uh, Lamoni, and, and King Lamoni's father, and uh, Abish, and Aaron, and Ammon, and just the Lamanites, and the anti-Nephi-Lehi's, and their self-sacrifice and just these amazing conversion stories and each one of those is worthy of our study of a book of us pondering and praying and I love them so I I know that these are really jam-packed and oddly on top of all of that what's been going through my mind is slightly different so if not to take away from all those those are amazing stories and I love them too and I think there's a lot to be learned there What's been resonating in my mind are these speeches, these these psalms, these songs that uh, you see Aaron and Ammon and Alma uh, give during this these experiences, and I find them really unique and beautiful and insightful. And wanted to just at least take a minute to share some of those and what what I'm thinking of here, and see see what your thoughts are. So as we take a step back, think about. When do you actually see speeches or some kind of discourse like this given in scripture? There are there are a number of them for sure. You're probably thinking of things like King Benjamin's speech. Uh, there are some from Moses. In fact, the entire book of Deuteronomy is three are three speeches from the book is three speeches from Moses right before they cross into the promised land. So that that's a whole series of speeches. And then you've got some, uh, lots of dialogues, right? You, you see stories of Christ interacting with people. And uh, we've just had some of these with Ammon and, you know, the servants or uh, King Lamoni or Abish. Uh, and you get their thoughts and, and, and things like that. And then, like I mentioned, we get some um, brief speeches or brief sermons. Uh, one of my favorites is, is Jonah. Jonah is such an interesting story, but Jonah has like the four word speech, like repent or die or something like that. And so it's, it's quite an interesting, um, uh, speech that he gives, but, but we don't see them on top of all of that. You're like, they're, they're a little bit unique, right? You're like, yeah, I guess, guess they are, Lori. I didn't think about it. And these jumped out at me because there are so many of them, and they're long. Uh, so, so just to think, why did Alma put them in here, and then Mormon scoops them up in the book of Alma and gives them to us? 
And, and I think we're so used to narrative and we're so used to story that they really resonate with us and we see parallels and we see ourselves in the story, both the good guys and the bad guys. But I think in a speech, uh, sometimes it's, it takes us back a little bit. And you're like, well, this is weird. You know, why, what is this speech? Um, and, and on these, they're really poignant about the point of these stories. Why are these stories in there? What had happened to these people? And... And what's so fascinating is it gives us the motivations. What, what was going on in their minds? Occasionally, you'll see some reflections like that. We've seen that with Ammon recently, where when the flocks are scattered, right, he's like, oh, good news. This will be a chance for me to show some missionary work or something, which is very funny uh, insight into his thoughts. Uh, so unlike ours, you know, oh, yeah, we might be killed. Oh, good news. I can show forth the power of God. Um, maybe not the first thing we think of. So you see some insights like that, but oftentimes we doubt, we do not see what people are thinking and why they're doing things. And that's because it feels to me like scripture is, there aren't a lot of uh, morals of the story. There aren't a lot of insights in what people are thinking because we let their actions speak for them. And we think we see what happens to them. How is this going to turn out? And in the instances when you do have a speech, when you do have a conference talk, you get to see more. You get to see what's motivating the people and how they're thinking. So that really resonated with me. I went back and looked at a few of those speeches. King Benjamin, uh, Deuteronomy was the one I went back to. And then obviously here in 26 and then in 29 of, of Alma. And just thought, why are they doing this? What is motivating them? Let's look at it together and see what we can pick up. So first, Alma 26, Ammon, it says these are the words of Ammon to his brethren. So after all these stories and these amazing instances of their missionary labors, these 14 years of what's happened to them, Ammon has this really a whole chapter of praise, uh, uh, really almost a psalm, if you think about it. But he's uh, really almost overwhelmed with uh, gratefulness, gratitude, with, with excitement, with humility, and it shows forth. And so he starts this, says, my brothers and my brethren, which is interesting by itself, like my literal brothers and my brothers in the, uh, maybe some sistren. I would say unto you how great a reason we have to rejoice. For could we have supposed when we started from the land of Zarahemla that God would have granted unto us such great blessings? And now I ask, what great blessings has he bestowed upon us? Can ye tell? I think that's a great way for us to start. This is a tough time in a lot of our lives. This is a tough time in the world. And maybe it's a good time to sit down and ask ourselves those questions. Hey, could we have imagined when we started out uh, with maybe with our families, with our school, with our work, with whatever our pursuits are, could we have imagined how many, how great the blessings would have been when we had started. Think back to something in your life that you said, boy, maybe it was your mission. Maybe it was your school. Maybe it was uh, when you got married. Maybe it was when you had a child. Maybe it was just last week with uh, scripture study. Could you have imagined what great blessings the Lord would have granted you when you started out? And then can you tell what they were? And then he goes on to answer. Now with him, he's going to go, uh, Ammon's going to go back and, and rehearse what's been happening in the story. So, uh, and I love it. So he goes through and he discusses that these Lamanites, they were so, they were brought out into a marvelous light 
and the blessings and and they were part of it they got to be part of it that's what he's so excited you know this is such an amazing thing now remember who was Ammon who was Alma these were guys that were on the same side of the story as the Lamanites had been they were on the wrong side of the Lord for a long time and then they they know exactly what this means they had been converted they had had this life change they had been redeemed and and that feeling and that joy and that light they could see it happen with someone else and I think that's what's so poignant about the story is for Ammon this is what happened to him this is what happened to him personally and then he gets to share it and and can't, can't we all feel that do we remember those those days in our own lives and he says but thousands rejoice and we have brought have been brought into the fold of God and then he uses this great analogy of the the sheaves and the garners and we went forth and we you know harvested them and they will not be uh, beaten down by evil and this whirlwinds of Satan etc but they are in the hands of the Lord and he will raise them up and I love what he says here in verse 8 I'm in Alma 26 blessed be the name of our God let us sing to his praise yea let us give thanks to his holy name for he doth work righteousness forever and he says because if we hadn't done this if we hadn't come up from Zarahemla this wouldn't have happened now I let then the next part Aaron's like now now I think you're getting carried away I think you're getting a little braggy he's like but I'm not bragging about me I'm bragging about the Lord right and then I love it my joy is full my heart is brim with joy and I will rejoice uh, this reminded me, have you ever, um, I love musicals. I know it's an odd non sequitur for people who know me, but I love Broadway musicals. And one thing you hear about musicals is that, you know, you talk and if you get so much emotion, then you talk until the emotion becomes so great, you sing. And then if you, the emotion becomes even greater, you dance. So it goes talk, sing, dance. And, and I kind of love that because that's kind of what it, I feel like he's saying. I, I'm not boasting. I'm just to the brim with joy and I rejoice in God not in what I've done but I just I'm going to sing I'm going to dance and for them it seems like they pass out right they get so overwhelmed with the spirit there's boop they fall over so just an amazing you can feel the passion you can feel the joy you can feel the the hope and the feelings of redemption if you haven't had a chance to find a psalm of hope to find a hymn that gives you hope in redemption, to sing the song of redeeming love, find one. Write your own. Say, I remember something that happened in my life that I am so grateful for. And then I could feel God's redemption. I could feel God's redeeming love in my life that I have to express it. So express it. Paint a painting. Sing a song. Write a letter. Uh, maybe just find a favorite hymn and say, this is my song of redeeming love. This is when I remember how great that feeling is. Uh, so powerful. And you can just feel how strong it is, not just for Ammon, but for all of us. When we just get so, um, we remember how great the Lord has been. Let me take um, take you through a little bit of history here on psalms and singing um just because i find this really fascinating uh one of the first songs that you're going to find in the in the scriptures there's there's a weird one where lamech is singing about how terrible he was right after the time of cain 
But one of the first songs you actually see in scripture is uh, Moses when they, in about uh, Exodus 15, after they have left the uh, Egypt. So the redemption, the salvation, the Exodus, right? The deliverance of the Israelites from Egypt. They have left Pharaoh. They've come across the Red Sea or the Reed Sea and they have made it onto dry land. And it says that they break forth into song. And so it's one of the first songs and it's known as the song of redemption. And in fact, in this verse is the first time in the Old Testament you see the words um, redemption and salvation actually being used in the Old Testament. So so this these words, a song, redemption, and salvation in the Old Testament is the first time you see it. Uh, you will see it in the Pearl of Great Price before this, but you won't see it in the Old Testament until now. And I think the, the word redemption just means when someone pays for like a slave or when someone, um, like we think of like redeeming a coupon, uh, when you redeem, when you, uh, they might've had to sell themselves into debt. And so they're kind of an indentured servant or a slave. And this is when, uh, it's called the redeeming kinsman. When, when the older brother or the, uh, the, the patriarch of the family, uh, the older brother has to come and pay to get you out of debt and you are redeemed. And so they are singing of being redeemed. They were paid for by uh, God to get them out of this deliverance. See a lot of parallels there. And then he says that that's his salvation, which just means someone to help when you're in times of need to save you, save me like you're drowning or um, you need help, but you need a hand. Those are those, the definition of those two words. And you see it rolled into this, psalm of redemption the song of redemption the song of salvation and it becomes those words become even bigger and here it is uh the song of moses and israel in exodus 15 then moses and the sons of israel sang this song so they they have just crossed the red sea and they're uh you've got to think they were just thinking that we were done with right we had been chased down by the chariots we had been slaves and uh, all the plagues we've gone through and here come the chariots of pharaoh and we're going to be done and we're caught against the sea and the sea parts and we cross the run dry land and then they're crushed just the shock and the amazement and the relief and the redemption and salvation they break into song and here's what they sing i will sing to the lord for he is highly exalted the horse and his rider he has hurled into the sea. The Lord is my strength and my song, and he has become my salvation. This is my God, and I will praise him. My father's God, and I will extol him. The Lord is a warrior. The Lord is his name. Pharaoh's chariots and his army he has cast into the sea, and the choicest of his officers are drowned in the Red Sea. The deep covers them. They went down into the depths like a stone. Your right hand, O Lord, is majestic in power. Your right hand, O Lord, shatters the enemy. And in the greatness of your excellence, you overthrow those who rise up against you. You send forth your burning anger, and it consumes them as chaff. And the blast of your nostrils, the waters were piled up. The flowing waters stood up like a heap. The deeps were congealed in the heart of the sea. And the enemy said, I will pursue, I will overtake, I will divide the spoil. My heart shall be gratified against them. I will draw out my sword. My hand will destroy them. You blew with your wind and the sea covered them. They sank like lead in the mighty waters. Who is like you among the gods, O Lord? Who is like you 
majestic in holiness, awesome in praises, working wonders. You stretched out your right hand, the earth swallowed them, and your loving kindness you have led the people whom ye have redeemed, and your strength you have guided them to your holy habitation. The people have heard, they tremble, anguish has gripped the inhabitants of Philistia, the chiefs of Edom were dismayed. The leaders of Moab, tem trembling, grips them. All the inhabitants of Canaan have melted away. You will bring them and plant them in the mountain of your inheritance, the place, O Lord, which you have made for your dwelling, the sanctuary, O Lord, which your hands have established. The Lord shall reign forever and ever. Uh, you can feel the, the emotion and the power of that song, obviously very specific to them and their time. There's a section in there, right? But I love that power and that praise. And you see that same thing in Ammon's, right? Um, it's not quite a song, but he's saying, I know I am nothing. As to my strength, I am weak. Therefore, I will not boast of myself, but I will boast of my God. For in his strength, I can do all things. Yea, behold, Many mighty miracles we have wrought in this land, for which we will praise his name forever. Behold, how many thousands of our brethren has he loosed from the pains of hell, and they are brought to sing redeeming love. For this because of the power of his word which is in us. Therefore, have we not great reason to rejoice? O oh, my soul, almost as it were, fleeteth from the thought. This is when he talks about, could someone be destroyed? I skipped ahead, sorry. Behold, he did, did not exercise his justice upon us, but in his great mercy he hath brought us out of that everlasting gulf of death and misery, even to the salvation of our souls. And uh, he continues on. So you'll see this great power, this great love, this great expression of God's um, hope and power and redemption. Uh, one of the reasons this really resonates with me um, is the my very favorite scripture in all of scripture. I know I say, this is my favorite scripture. Oh, I love the scripture. This really is my very favorite scripture. It was on my missionary plaque um, a long time ago. This is my very favorite scripture ever. And it's Alma expressing some of the same thing in Alma 29.1. Oh, that I were an angel, and I could have the wish of mine heart, that I might go forth and speak with the trump of God, with a voice to shake the earth and cry repentance unto every people. That's my wish. That's my wish for all of us. Such power, such praise. What's your favorite song? What's your favorite hymn? 